0: You sitting there, you at home, you ain't doing shit, scratching your genitals, scratching your ass, smelling your underarm, smelling your own breath, Let me ear just for a few seconds, All right, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, it's free, the creation tools allow you to, you know, record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer, you can use that same hand you scratch your ass with to go to Anchor, and record to distribute your podcast for you to a plethora of DSPs. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What are you waiting for? Go. Right now. Get off your couch. Go to Anchor. Create a podcast. The world wants to hear what you have to say. You know, for conversations like the one I had tonight, uh, Trills, Bill, Tuesdays, I handpick people to do these conversations, people that I know, people that I grew up with, people that I trust, and they trust me also, to have very open and candid conversations about their lives. And tonight was... No different. Michelle Ellis, a good friend of mine from The Sandbox. Uh, we had a very in-depth, open and candid conversation about her upbringing, the importance of her mother and her life, relationship dynamics, and a plethora of other things. We also talked about health and her transformation and her, um, her choice to um, turn down a lifestyle of eating poor and eating unhealthy into the flip side of it, eating healthy and making the right decisions, taking care of our body, and the and the the thrill and enthusiasm of seeing the results. Uh, and we also can talk about some, a lot of funny shit, current topics that we you know something that we grew up with uh, versus how we are today. Things that made us who we are, things that molded us and shaped us into the person that we became in the present day. So I hope you enjoy this. I really do. This is a good podcast. Like I said, it's one of my good friends. So um I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity that she let me give her interview. And um, I hope you guys enjoy. It. This is the Trail Appeal podcast with Khalil Snead. Sit back, roll you up some, pull you up some, relax, and we're gonna start the show. Let's go. <laughs> Jump right into it, man. Identity: Who are you? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I know, going into my adolescence, I asked that question a whole lot. Just like a lot of us, a lot of us were trying to figure out who we really are. You know, uh, I grew up in South Dallas. It's a place where, if you can make it out of there, or make it, you know, or just make it. <laughs> then you successful, right? We had many people make it out of South Dallas and become big, you know, role models. people who actually, you know, moved and shifted society as we know today. So seeing that as a kid, it really just let you know, like, I got the power to make shit happen. Why? Number one, because God, number two was, we from South Dallas you know what I'm saying it's a pride it's a pride thing you know we put up South Dallas against any other hood from any other state you know what I'm saying so having that pride going into my college years it really defined me who I was because I didn't know how South Dallas I was until I left South Dallas like you start noticing shit that you do or that you say, or that you believe in. The music that you listen to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your slang, the way you talk, you walk, whatever it may be. And somebody else look at you like, nigga. <laughs> Where the fuck they do that at? Inside Dallas, nigga. You know what I'm saying? N- not all the shit. But uh, you know, it's a lot of it. You know. People who are from South Dallas or from Oak Cliff or Pleasant Grove or Irving or Arlington or DeSoto, Duncanville, um, they know North Dallas, you know, all sides, Metroplex, know, they know. But people outside of that don't know, you know. When you go to college when you're a freshman, I know for me it was very tribal. You you tend to hang out with the people that either you know from back home or people that you just from where you from. Like I'm from Texas, so when I first got in, I linked up with a lot of the people from Texas, cause that's all I knew. You know, of course, as you go through college and you experience different people from different people from different places, um, you you know you you get a feel for everybody and you just. Tend to fuck with you know everybody based off your standards and morals, and they hold up to them those people you hang out with, those your friends, those your you know you, you know your, your your homies and people you wanna kick it with, regardless of where they from, you know. But you always have your foundation in your neighborhood, you know. So, um, <laughs> you know. That being said, um, go back to this. Article, other part of the article How is identity formed? Identity formation involves three key tasks discovering and developing one's potential, choosing one's purpose in life, finding opportunities to exercise that potential and purpose. Identity is also influenced by parents and peers during childhood and experimentation in adolescence. You know, when you grow up in a place like South Dallas. You learn who you are real quick. For number one, people are not going to put up with you um, being a farce, being a phony, being a fake, being a hoe-ass nigga, or things of that nature, whatever you want to call them. People are not going to put up with that, you know. Um, being from South Dallas is a very, you know, uh, you know, people like to keep it authentic, you know. So, people... You see somebody acting like something that you know they ain't. You know what I'm saying? This dude been A1 since day one in school, in books, but he decide he wanna be a gangster at twenty one. So I does gonna call it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not going to let you stand on the blocks and the corners and go, and go places and see people if you're being the phony because that means nigga, we don't even know who you are you don't even know who you are you think you this but you that you know you haven't proven in this field you haven't proven nothing people don't even know what you you know what i'm saying like people just start asking questions people gonna pull up your resume whether well, it's on the street or whether it's not on the street or just period I'm not talking about street stuff you know what I'm saying? I was never in the streets. You know, I tried in middle school. I tried to hang out with, you know, street people and do street thing, But I found out that shit is just not for me. And that's all right. You know, don't anybody tell you, you know, that's not all right. That's all right. You got to know. You got to know. <laughs> you just got to know. You know what I'm saying? If that's not you. Then why are you there? And if your friends are real friends, they will tell you, say, man, this ain't you. I had friends tell me, "Sneak, it's not you. And I was like, all right, nigga, you right, man. So, shit, I'm going to get back in these books and playing this ball, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of those dudes, man, they did what they did because they had to, not because they wanted to. So, because something was going wrong with them... At home, daddy wasn't there. Mama had to work. Who gonna raise me? How am I gonna eat? Mama trying to make ends meet. Daddy trying to make ends meet. Granny trying to make ends meet. Checks ain't come in fast enough they want to. Rent is due. Bills is due. Lights getting cut off. Gotta walk around the house with candles. Water getting cut off. To, you know, some people have to do what they had to do. They had to scratch and scrape to survive in that area. So... Um, people deal with what they have to do not because they wanted to I don't really think nobody wants to be in the streets it's either because they don't know no other way or because hey man, somehow the bills gotta get paid and I gotta get it the best way I see fit and right now you know, this is it So, they do it. And, you know, that's how their identity, you know, is formed through that. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa, you know. By my good friends telling me, hey, man, this ain't for you, cool. I was able to, you know, know that, okay, this ain't for me, but this is. So, I stayed playing ball, stayed, you know, stayed in the books, you know. And did what I did there because... By them being real friends and not luring me into a situation to be a foul guy or nothing like that, I, I respected that. So, they respected me. So, I stayed in my field. And they stayed in there. And, you know, and uh, remained friends. So some still to this day. So, that built me. That let me know, like, Okay. You can be from South Dallas and, and and not just be a thug. You know what I'm saying? Or or not even just be an athlete, a thug. You can be anything you want to be, a an artist. You know, whether this some, you know, some through the arts. You know, music, dance, poetry, or just all types of literature. Anything you think of, you can make it. The culinary. You know, you can do it. So things like that create your identity, Um, especially when you're younger. And, you know, it it helps you out and and, um, shapes you, molds you, especially when you have people that love you, mold you in the right direction. That's in a positive way. But not everybody has um, a good environment around them. And so they have to do what they have to do to survive. And that, you know, harsh reality turns into a harsh mentality. And that's their identity. And vice versa. When you're in school and you're struggling in school and you want to go to a big school and you're playing sports and not everybody, you know, you ain't the prototype of what they want. Nobody wants you. You know, not many people want you. You know what I'm saying? And you have to realize, hey, that's all right. Maybe it's not made for me to play ball anymore. Maybe football is not just the only thing that I can do. That mentality helped me in my identity and made me who I am today. So I broke up identity in three separate parts just for today. I didn't. it's it's, it's so many branches that, you know, you can go down. i just put it into, you know, three separate parts, you know. So, um, first part, I'm going to get right into it. I just want to stop and say thank you, people who have been supporting me. This is new for me. I know it, you know. I know the shit sound like it's re- recorded in a fucking uh, <laughs> kitchen basement. <laughs> but thank you for supporting me early on. I have been people that listen to this. Thank you very much. I highly appreciate it. it's something that's new for me. If you can't tell by now, I kind of stutter a little bit. So having the podcast where all I do is speak is a lot for me. So I don't talk a whole lot outside of this and to selective people. Uh, in my circle, friends and family, so this is a lot for me, it's a different for me, I'm stepping out of my boundaries, I'm stepping out of my box, so that being said, thank you for supporting me, uh, feel free to give me feedback, um, my Instagram is at TrillPillPod, and so any suggestions or any topics you would like me to talk about, send DM to TrillPillPod, no spaces, alright, no spaces, just triple Pill Pie. All right, let's get into it. How has identity changed due to social media? As so much of the world has shifted online, discrepancies have emerged between one's virtual self and real self. People may cultivate their online avatar more and more carefully over time. And the virtual self can influence the perception Of the real self therefore it can be valuable to reflect on whether the virtual self is really uh, authentic. hey man say man that's a lot right there that is still from psychology today just to cite my sources make sure you know I ain't copying shit but it really was a good article so you know I was watching our social dilemma on Netflix and uh it opened my eyes. I'm gonna watch it again. But the shit was crazy, right? Like um you need to watch it yourself I'm not gonna be explaining spawn. It's not a goddamn recap show. But look, you can go watch our social dilemma for yourself. And come back here and then yeah, I'll just give you some context. But you know, since the internet has came in, man, some people have really lost um view of their real self you know you have people with millions thousands of likes thinking that they're famous in real life some are and some grow to be but it can be a person that has shit let me say 20,000 followers but you know on the internet on instagram or twitter or you know facebook whatever you use um they seem like they live in a good life they seem like they're you know living no worries and they, they 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 do whatever they want to when they want to how they want to you know what i'm saying and that that's for some people that couldn't be further from the truth so watching um our social dilemma really gave it, re- it really gave you an insight on how it does affect one's identity to some point Everybody that has a phone in their hand, computer in front of their face, TV in front of their face, or whatever, um, has been affected. Especially in this era, you know, this is called, the so, you know, I think it's called the information age. So, we get our information on a 24-hour loop, you know, so, um, but sometimes, you, you know, you may lose sight of who you are. You know, you, you you get concerned with man. I posted a fly ass picture. I had the motherfucking jays on. I had the hair faded, man. You know what I'm saying? I had the motherfucking beard on tight. And you may only get like four, five likes. Man, like, man, what the fuck, man? I'm fresh as fuck in this picture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, for, for for females, like, you know, she may have the titties propped up camera toe out, tights pulled up to a motherfucking neck, camera toe, poking, knees out, thighs out, ass out, arms out, whatever she got out, ass out, and she may only get like, 10, 11 likes, now, these days, it's never like that, I guarantee you, them, them motherfuckers probably get like, thousands of likes, cause, us men gotta do better, um, so that's another type of another day, but um, yeah. So she feel like in her virtual life, like she she popping, she got the ass out every time she you every time she shows some cheeks clapping or show you know show some coochie or whatever, some titties a nipple or something like that. She gonna get millions and thousands or hundreds of followers and likes, but a lot of times. And sometimes those don't amount to any type of parency. Um, and sometimes they cause the woman um, to really lose sight of herself. She feels like she has to be a avatar of herself, even in real life. They, become, they try to become their virtual selves. They um, make body modifications and things of that nature to try to make themselves seem like they are... Online, um, on Our Social Dilemma on Netflix, there was a dude, he was part of the Snapchat team, and he was saying they had a meeting about uh, people getting facial reconstruction or some wild shit like that. Some crazy, out the wall bogus shit um, to make themselves look like Snapchat filters. So that's how far people will go you know, because they feel like, well, shit, my virtual self is way more lit than my real self, and so instead of putting the energy and the time and, um, you know, uh, yeah, the energy and the time, enthusiasm and being their real self, they become this virtual person, and they become very plastic, they become very... um, Weird to be around. You know, when you got somebody around you that's that's faking like they the shit and they ain't the shit, it's like you, you know, you can't you can't vouch for that. We you got somebody who who um, you know, they on Facebook saying, I got big guns, you know what I'm saying? Big guns, big bullets, putting niggas on their back, sipping act and these niggas ain't doing half of what they think or what they say they are doing. You know, online, it's a problem. Sometimes people encourage the shit, you know. Sometimes being a rebel, you know, revolting is, uh, you know, it's exciting to some people. You know, they get a thrill out of seeing, you know, oh, girl, get on there. Ass out, shaking. You know what I'm saying? All down the timeline. You know, every single workout chick that's in the gym, they working out, You don't matter what exercise they doing, they could be doing bench press, they gonna have that camera right up that ass. You know what I'm saying? Squats, cameras, at that ass. All that shit's at that ass. Every exercise, curls. That shit got all front. They taking their curls from either the side or behind. <laughs> like the shit, and you ask why? First because first they know that that', that man going look at that shit second is because they know they get some attention and they know it gets them likes and followers and it gets them popularity and it gets them a status to do something I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the uh the goal is when you do shit like that, unless you're already getting paid from it but still after you you know it's like what you know what I'm saying like um but yeah man but things like that um it just it's just a mixing pot full of bullshit in a virtual world that a lot of shit we ain't really doing you know what i'm saying um me personally you know i, I you know i post a meme or i post a picture of me or you know what i'm saying me and my jits or you know whatever um, I don't feel the need to lie or do anything because I've been raised to be myself. You know what I'm saying? I've been raised to always be authentic. So nobody can come to me and say at any time of my life that I wasn't being who I am now. Like I'm just authentic. Of course I've learned some things. i ad- adapted, I've grown, but at the base foundation you know, they're going to say, man, you, you know, Khalil was always about what he was about. He ain't never trying to do something he ain't, you know, want to do or got pressure into doing something he didn't want to do or whatever. And they're going to say, you know, he's real. He's true, He's authentic. You know, I feel like a, a part of that is um, something I hang my hat on. It's something that I teach my kids, you know, don't worry about who you are on. Um, social media. That shit ain't it's whatever. Everybody shows the highlight tapes. If you ever play sports, you play football and you had a you know, you, you have a good game. But, you know, they show all your highlights. You done had twelve tackles. You done did the fool. Smack the nigga on the sideline, knock the helmet off. You done did the fool. They're gonna show you all your highlights. And they're gonna show you your lowlights. They gonna show you when you got pancake. They're gonna show you when you got Knocked off your motherfucking uh, feet, <laughs> you know. But everybody on social media has the uh, authority to post all of their highlights. So you never see the hard times. So it puts on a facade as if a person is not living through a struggle. They're not struggling. They're always happy all the time. Never mad, never sad, always, always sunny, never rainy. It's always smiles, Hallmark cards giggles and wiggles and like I said before that could be further from the truth you know so make sure that you put an immense amount of work into yourself I'm in the process of doing more of that Um, you know nobody has it all figured out but You know, the minute that you stop trying to work on yourself to better yourself is the moment that you die. So, I'm not trying to die. I ain't trying to go see mama yet. She told me to hold it down, down here. I got plenty to go. And I said, all right, baby. So, hey, mama said I got plenty to go. So, I got plenty to go. So, I got to take care of myself. You know, my dad told me to take care of myself. Got plenty more to go. So, there's no sense of wasting my time on here just because you're going through something traumatic. Feel your feels. I'm not saying don't, you know, hide your emotion. Don't do that. What I'm saying is at some point you have to gather yourself and be like, alright, this shit about to end. I got to get my shit back together or get my shit together, you know, however you get there, it don't matter. Just get there and go from there because... You know, you're going to go through things in life where you always have to adapt. So never be afraid of change. Lean into it. Walk into it. Run into it. I guarantee you, it's going to help you. It's going to to help you a whole lot. that's something that I'm learning. So as I'm learning it, I'm telling you, you know. So that's important to me. So I'm going to go into this next one. All right. Going to this next bullet is Sexual and gender identity First, let's go through sexual identity Sexual identity is How one thinks of oneself in terms of To whom one is romantically or sexually attracted to Sexual identity may also refer to Sexual orientation identity Which is when people identify or disidentify with the sexual orientation, or choose not to identify with the sexual orientation, I know there's a lot of repeated words, just hang with me though, hang with me, I couldn't find a better definition, so <laughs> hang with me, you know what I'm saying, um, today we have um, a overwhelming number of people who want to fight for rights, right? Um, not all of it's racial, um, some of it's, you know, sexual identity or gender identity. You know, people are tired of the social constructs and feel like they are beyond that. And that's their choice and they are going to ride for their choice. And um, there's no problem with that because at the end of the day, we all want to be accepted, you know, n- nobody should, um, do harm, or talk down, anybody who, I, you know, I identifies with something other than what you identify with, you know what I'm saying, like, um, we shouldn't do that, you know what I'm saying, that's not what we put on earth to do, we're not the judge of anybody, or anything, so, for us to be trying to, Determine and fuck with nature or just, um, you know, react in a brutally dishonest way towards people who share differences. It's Ridiculous. Now, we're going to get into gender identity. Your gender identity is how you identify and present yourself. For example, as a boy or a man. Or as a girl or a woman, gender isn't about whether you were born with a penis or vagina, but how you feel about yourself. Some people are transgender, which means their gender identity that doesn't align with their biological sex. Um, yeah. Think about people identifying in general, you know, these two kind of go hand in hand, so I'm combining these two. I had them separate, but they got to go hand-to-hand, so, um, we just, you know, recently, um, heard about the story of Zion Wade, or Zaya, um, the son of NBA basketball player Dwayne Wade, and the journey, and, um, what he identifies as, and the support that he has, or anything like that, um, you know, or think about Andrew Gillum, um, he just recently came out and identified as bisexual on the Tammin Hall show. So, you have people, more people who are, you know, coming out. Um, but I think is good for the ecosystem because, you know, it's, you know, it does, like, you don't have to, you shouldn't have to guess, right? Everybody should just be who everybody is and just go from there because, in my opinion, um, it's a bigger picture, Right, and while we're all you know, on the ground fighting fighting each other because of differences, whether it's race or gender or sexuality, the people at the top are laughing and making money. Are you stacking that shit up while everybody else is on the bottom fighting and they got us thinking that each other is the enemy, the real enemy is up top, and they are making. Millions and trillions and you know dollars off of our discrepancies off of our pain off of our trauma off of our you know um um just problems they just make money off the shit, you know what I'm saying they make money off of chaos, you know chaos is a big business, trauma is a big business, and they're selling it back to us, whether it's through media or um, anything, things of that nature. People up top are getting paid off of our division. The more divided that we stay, the more money that they'll make. We ain't making shit down here right now. It's a fucking pandemic. People act like they doing all this. It's, you know, it's some that who are, who haven't had the feel of the, you know, the, um, partial effects of it, like myself. I'm a truck driver, so I never stop working. If anything, I work more. But um, but it's people out here who are dying, um, trying to make ends meet, trying to survive. The street, street pharmacy prices is all the way up now. They back in business when I thought this. It it, it ain't no drop right now. He's not one (laughs) man. It ain't no drop. So. Um, people are stressed out. Like all they want to do is, you know, smoke and 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 try to to uh, find opportunities to escape reality because reality is fucking hard. You know, it's fucking hard to know that you got all these bills to pay and you got rent due and you need food and all this, but you don't have no way to get any resources because the place where you got your resources, i.e. Your money, your checks, your dinero, your fidgety, whatever you want to call it. The places where you worked at, they laid you off because they were failing. You know? So, what do you expect a person to do when they've applied every single wear or just got laid off and nobody's hiring? It's a fucking hiring freeze. Unemployment is through the fucking roof. So what are you expecting people to do? You know, um, they're going to find alternative ways to make money, whether they be positive or negative, you know. But back to the topic, um, we think about Zia Wade and Andrew Gillum and um, other people who have came out and identified as something else. Something that's against the norm uh, here in America or or just the norm in general. You know, whichever the norm is. Like I said in my first episode, what is normal? Um, so, they feel like that they don't have to live within the social constructs of what was set for us just to live by. You know what I'm saying? The shit wasn't like it was gradual. The shit was like you grew up, this is the way it's supposed to be, this, 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 and that. So, um, you grow up, you know, you, you find out experiences that you may have or feelings that you may have for whoever that you may have them for and that's a part of your identity that's how you identify the whole reason people have to come out and say what they identify with because for a long time they either had to hide it because they were scared or they just didn't you know they didn't want to say it because they were scared they were scared of the scrutiny they were scared of the dirty looks and Things of that nature that they may get because they identify with something else that they know is against the norm in America or in, in the world. But I'm speaking for America because that's where I live. So, um, so people, um, people feel the right to express themselves, you know, and that's their right. You know, we all have a right to express ourselves and do the fuck we, we want to do. You know, that's a, that's a perk about being American. you know what I'm saying Um, so you can't deny that you know and but some people will try to judge people because of what they believe in or identify as and I just think that's total bullshit man. you know what I'm saying Um, I identify as a straight male you know I love women you know and only women you know I have friends who identify as gay or bisexual or anything like that. So even growing up, I've had a, you know, I have a gay brother who passed away. So growing up, I never noticed, um, I guess, the harsh reality of, you know, identifying as you know, something other than the social construct or norm. You know, always looked at people for face value. You know, not caring. You know, nothing that you're gonna do. I don't care if you vote for whoever or you identify differently than, than I am. I look at you as face value. You know, how do you treat me? How you treat me is how I'm gonna treat you. And that's the same across the board for everybody. Uh, regardless. That's just how I live my life. That's the way that I was raised. And that's the way that I'm always going to be. And that's the way that I teach my kids. You know, I don't teach them. You know, uh, I mean, of course, you know, as a parent, I have the way that I believe in works best for my child and my children. What I want best. I am the parent, so I believe I know. I know I know what's best for them. You know what I'm saying? And I would teach them. But once you know, once our kids get grown just like we all have to get grown, you know, they are able to make their own choices and whatever freedoms that they you know, may, you know, indulge you. In, you know, so regardless whether it's favorable or not, you know, I'm pretty sure Dwayne Wade's son, you know, him identifying as a different gender, wasn't favorable, but at the end of the day, Dwayne Wade I guarantee you, you know, hey, this is my son, you know, I'm not going to abandon my son because of this and that, you know, now, my opinion on a lot of things is that I really think that, um, the gender identification, sexual identification, um, I think, you can't knock it till you try. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I really think kids shouldn't have any business um, sexually identifying themselves. Kids shouldn't be having sex. I mean, don't you know? Hey, man, I know we had sex as kids. That don't make it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That don't make it right. A lot of us, a lot of these chicks, they ended up pregnant in high school. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us dudes ended up having babies in high school. You know, I don't think that being a high school at age is a right age to make decisions for another child. You have to live some life first. But, you know, things happen. But, if you know, you can pre- prevent them from happening. I guarantee you, your parents probably would. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that you should be able to be grown first before you make a, a sexual orientation. You know what I'm saying? Difference. You know, or whatever you may call it. I'm not gonna sit pretend like I know all the terms. I don't, so I'm gonna call it what I think it is. I'm trying not to be you know, whatever, but Shrew Pill Podcast. If it is it is if it ain't it But um kids should be grown, you know. I think Zion, you know, it's hard for me, like it it's hard for me to see like, okay. You're 11 years old, talking about sexual orientation. Are you having sex yet? And the answer is no. Then how the fuck you going to know what your sexual orientation is if you haven't had sex yet? That's my opinion. And I'm entitled to have that. You know, I don't hate dude. I just have questions like everybody else does. But the fact that he has support, uh, mother and, you know, stepfather. I mean, step, yeah, mother and stepmother and father. Rather, um that's what's up He should have support but that's my only thing is you're 11 years old like my whole thing when I first seen it, it was like you gotta at least try to pussy you know what I'm saying like get a pussy a couple tries just to see you know what I'm saying you don't know yet you gotta grow up and you gotta go through puberty and all that shit you know what I'm saying it's it's it's, it's too young to be trying to determine I said same thing for you know the, the, the women, hey, you ought to try. Go try some penis first. A couple times. Just to make sure you don't. You know, when you're adult, just make sure that. Because, you know, that's all I'm saying. it's my opinion. true appeal podcast. You don't like my opinions? Fuck you. Turn this shit off. So, I mean, they're not harsh. It's just my opinion. So, but all in all, um, respect yourself. Respect everybody else around you and don't disrespect people because they're different than you. That's the moral of this story. We're not doing that. That's a, that's you, you don't get no points for being a disrespectful uh, son of a bitch to anybody because they share a different view than you. Whether you like it or not, it's, it, it's this thing that our society has forgot. It's called agreeing to disagree, right? My brother is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. This nigga was raised in Dallas, Texas. Antoro. Most of Dallas. In Texas, period. He's an Eagles fan, which is the arch nemesis of Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm not gonna stop loving my brother at all. He done had my back. We done been through it all together. He's always been been there for me. But I don't like the fact that he's a fucking Eagles fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, he's an Eagles fan. And I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's friction. But I'm not gonna stop loving him because he's an Eagles fan. Like, that's just that's his choices. He has the right to choose who he who he wanna fuck with and vice versa. So hey, that's what I'm talking about. Agreeing to disagree. People have lost that nowadays. You haven't noticed people tend to think if you don't agree with something that you hate it. People get you know, um, all up in the motherfucking, they, they get their panties in the bunch because they just can't fathom somebody not liking what they're liking. If they don't like, if they don't like it, they must hate it. No, they just don't like it. That's it. You know, we all have things that we like or don't like, but that doesn't, that shouldn't. I'm not saying it doesn't. For, for some people, it, it it does. Excuse me. For some people, it does affect them. But it shouldn't affect how you treat people, regardless or whatever. I live in Oklahoma. I don't give a fuck about no politics. But you know what I see going down the fucking street? All type of Trump shit. Cool. I don't really fuck with Trump. I don't really fuck with Biden or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't really fuck with it. But I'm not going to not talk... To this guy over here because he has a Trump 2020 hat on. That's who he wants to fucking vote for. That's who we like. That don't mean we can't sit down and have a civil conversation. Like, people have lost the foundation of what being an individual is. Being an individual, you know, uh, independently thinking. <laughs> Thinking for yourself, not letting a group or mass media or other things affect your thoughts. Like go out there and experience people for your own goddamn self before you start making judgments. You don't you don't know that person. You just making judgments. You are just talking shit, you know. You ain't been outside. You know. You may block your blessing. Fucking trying to judge people and shit. May block your fucking blessing. May miss out on you know on your blessing. Trying to you know tr- you know trying to <laughs> be it. You know whatever you want to call it. That shit is weird. But you know what I'm saying like I don't know how people can come to an understanding of just because this shit ain't these people not they ain't they don't believe in. And it can go through a, a plethora of things You're talking about religion, you know, identities, fucking sports, all type of shit. Just because somebody else thinks or says something different, has a different perspective. You you hate them? like you wanna do harm to them? like, goddamn. Who hurt you, my nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, who made you feel like you, you know, you have to be you know, peer pressure into doing this? That shit I can't hate. That being said, close out on that one. Sexual and gender identity. Going to this next one. Racial identity. Although race has no genetic or scientific basis, the concept of race is important and consequential. Societies use race to establish and justify systems of power, privilege, and disenfranchisement and oppression. The notion of race, the pure notion of race is a social construct designed to divide people into groups ranked as superior to inferior. The scientific consensus is that race in this sense has no biological basis. We are all one race, the human race. Racial identity, however, is very real. And in a racialized society like the United States of America, everyone is assigned a racial identity whether they know it or not. Well, hey, wherever or not, like you are assigned on your birth certificate, and you get it, or if you ever had kids, or when you fill out the paperwork to have it made, it's always a race box. When you apply to jobs, it's always a race box. First time I seen that, I was like, why is this shit even important? I'm something to do with a job. I don't know if me doing this job, (laughs) like, it ain't matters if I'm black or white or whatever. So, you know, but it's so people can keep stats, right? They keep a stat on how many of who are, you know, here, you know, or in a place, population, um, you know, people, they give it to the brainiacs and they break the numbers down and, you know, create stats and things of that nature. It's basically for data. It's for data. <clears throat> if you didn't know, the big, the big money is in data right now. Just to give you a little plug, in. data. You know, you know, having a census. You know, come around every how many years. You know what I'm saying? And more, more places have more of these people, other than these people. And a lot of times, it has to do with money. Power, um, you know, oh, the social man. constructs, you know, like what mm-hmm. that's to do with. It. So, um, we as black people are fighting not to be superior, we're fighting to be equal. That's all, that's all we want. We won't be treated equal now. To some people, that may seem bogus. Like another person's perspective that I listened to was Dan Cummings, and he was like, you know, according to like, you know, the stats, the numbers, and this, this, and that, and you know, and that was all right. I mean, that's what he believes in. He is a white male, so of course he wouldn't see it the way he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he doesn't know what it feels feel like to be black. I damn sure don't know if I can be white when I was younger because, um, the way I spoke when I wasn't stuttering, (laughs) uh, you know, or things that I did, um, even in middle school, right? In middle school, in Pearl Sianus, you know, middle school, um, I played the cello in the orchestra. People were fucking confused because they was like, oh, hold on, what the fuck? That's some white people shit. Now, I'm at the time I didn't give a fuck, just like I don't now. But I was like, I give a fuck what it is. It's, it's my shit. You know what I'm saying? And this notion that this is white people shit or black people shit or Hispanic people shit or Asian people shit or whatever this shit is a wild notion, right? Of course, every single race has its, um, you know, construct. Constructs within that, you know what I'm saying, and things that you know are part of their culture that those people like to do, you know what I'm saying, or participate in as part of their culture, you know. So, everybody has those, but to make this notion that something is just and and usually, you know, I notice that it's most of the superior shit, the shit that it's the shit that. Has money behind it, or you have to have money to do like playing the orchestra, go golfing, uh, disc golf. I don't know, shit. I ain't never seen that person play disc golf, although I know it's probably some throw that nigga out there flicking the wrist with them discs, man, and doing this damn thing, but I've never really seen it. Um, <laughs> whatever it is. If it has maintenance, whatever it is whatever, whatever attached to it, you, you know, usually people will say, hey, man, that's some white people shit. Or you talk too proper. You know, my daughter has had to deal with that because she grew up her beginning, the beginning of her life in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is a, a suburb. You know, it's a town, but it's, it's a suburb of whatever. It ain't shit around. That's the biggest town in that area, but it's it feels like a suburb, so. I'm going to call it a fucking suburb. But she grew up in an area around very well-spoken kids. Um, You know, the atmosphere was very educational. It's a college town, so the standards are higher than it would be in a city. uh, Like a Dallas or Tulsa or whatever. Because they don't have to worry about a large number of people. So they can focus on this amount of people, this amount of kids, and teach them whatever they want because that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? People in the cities like me, possibly you, you know, we just kind of get this public uh, general education. They just hand, you know, they just give it to us. You know, it's filled with so many discrepancies and problems and uh, lies that, you know, you point out, but it's going to be on the test, so you kind of have to kind of learn it unless you homeschool, but. Um, Most of us wasn't homeschooled, so, you know, we were in public school, so you know how that can be, you know. Then you have to work to unlearn that and relearn the truth or unlearn and learn the truth, Um, things like that. But many times she had, you know, other students of color be like, Kayla, you talk white. And it bothered her. It made her cry. She didn't. She didn't understand. Like she just was talking. That's how she talked, you know. So I had to explain to her. Me and my mother had to explain to her what that meant and how wrong that is. Usually, things that are deemed inferior are deemed black. Like use the slang. Like, oh, you think you, you know, you know, the word ghetto is somehow synonymous with being black. Um, to some people um, and you know so you, you kind of see how those things um, are not balanced out and how wrong they are you know what I'm saying um, I know some trash ass white people and I know some rich ass black people so the bumps of theory right there but just within our race as African Americans we tend to Point out the ones who are not like the masses or talk proper or they didn't grow up in the hood so they're not tough or something like that. And all that shit ain't true. You know, those things, they pin us against, you know, they put us against each other. You know, it's not helping. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Um, People don't choose where they grow up at. And regardless of where they grow up at, you have to respect them. Cause you fuck around out here and get your ass bust by somebody you thought they were from the suburbs and never had to do whatever. You had to do whatever and talk that shit and fuck around and get your ass dropped. Then what? You know, or vice versa. This the person is dumb. They're uneducated because they're from this area. <laughs> and they outsmart your ass. Have you looking, goofy? The biggest thing I remember growing up was in high school, Lincoln High School. And for a couple years, we had home and away games with school. um, Highland Park. Highland Park is a city within a city within a city. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's a part of town that is for the elites. And when I say elites, I mean the elites. So you know, going to and playing in their stadium and going through all that and, go, you know, saying, like just taking touchdowns away from us. When I not on JV. We played them in Highland Park and it just was discussed and they took every touchdown away from us and they make it known uh, they won't give a fuck about you because you ain't got no money and you black. That I, I don't think, some people don't really care about your race. It's just the fact that you don't have no money. You don't have anything. You don't have this or that or any of these materials. You don't shop here or you don't wear this or you don't, you know, if you ever notice in, you know, uh, in the cities, you know, I, I noticed in, in Dallas the people that's in, you know, the rough neighborhoods who are being not to have nothing. We all come out of there trying to prove that we have something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we get on, you know what I'm saying. We hop out, we show out. Hey man, I'm out here having, man. You know what I'm saying. I'm out here having my way. You know what I'm saying, having my way out here. You know, having things. That's some of the old heads would call it. having things. You know what I'm saying. Are we popping, or you know, we we got. You know what I'm saying. What whatever term you you know whatever term you want to use, but we tend to to show off. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, sometimes our priorities are—we tend to look at the high life and um, the materials, the fancy fabrics, the 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 designer clothes, the big rims, gold teeth, shit like that—as you know, trying to do our best to separate ourselves from the reality, and instead of investing in ourselves. Um, we don't, you know, we don't invest in in each other. Our money leaves our neighborhoods and goes in the pockets of somebody living in a fucking mansion instead of helping out this lady. And she sells masks or ceramics or things of that nature. And, um, you know, you don't want to go to her, but you'll go to a, 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 you know, a big corporate store. That's gonna, you know, overcharge you, you know, um, for exactly what that lady had. She just made it from the, you know, made it from scratch. So, um, things like that, you know, think about that. We we strive so hard. Meanwhile, sometimes in the more wealthy neighborhoods, man, they be wearing the shit that we despise. They'll hop out the bins with. Jesus sandals and you know what I'm saying? Sketches on, you know. It used to get talked about if you have some sketches on and you in the hood with some sketchers. They out there with the sketches, with a pocket full of money, a account full of money, you know, life full of uh, materials and uh the assets, you know, things of that nature. So I don't quite know um, the correct term for it, but that's those are some things I Think about some of the things that I, that, that kind of shaped me in thinking the way I do now because I don't talk to people who made you know, a lot of money. At my last job, I talked to the guy who started the business. He was a millionaire. A millionaire. And he had on Hawaiian shirt, Dockers, Sperry. That's it. That's barely even a $100 outfit. But in his account, in his businesses, He's a fucking millionaire. If you seen his house, say man, invited me to his house one day. You know, invited the you know the um the people you know the the drivers for a nice little meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? Say man, Um, (laughs) dude, house is fucking amazing. In the middle of nowhere, in Oklahoma, quiet as hell. Own space on all the land. Got it made. As far as financially, like, he's said, Like, he can stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll sell a business or whatever. But, fuck, so, and, you know, he wasn't wearing, like, a. you know, I'm pretty sure they got expensive shit. Don't get me wrong. But he wasn't, like, you know, every day he wasn't trying to wear the hottest J's or whatever. He just was like, the fuck I got to get fancy for? I got the money in the bank. I don't have to look like money. Bitch, I am money. That's what his attitude was. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I kind of got away from the topic, but that being said, you know, I don't really know a lot about the, um, racial, you know, cultures, you know, I know my, you know, besides myself, besides black, white, Native American, <clears throat> I do have an expanded person in my family. My sister-in-law um my kids are half um black and Native American um their mother is Creek Indian I'm black I mean she's Creek Indian black and it's deep in her family um so they're part Native American and part black so I want them to understand their culture that's who they are you know what I'm saying that's just who they are um their culture, their skin, um, whatever it is that you notice that may not be typical of African-American um, f- feature or whatever, I want them to know both of their cultures and, you know, the the details and the history of that because that is important in their identity. I want them to always know who they are. I think the best thing that my mother and my father did, and I think... My brother and my other brothers and sisters. Um, one thing that our, you know, grandmother did for all of us was give us a sense of who we are and where we are. You know, she made sure that oh, you think you, you don't know your history? Oh shit! You sit down, get your clock. Th- you do this, you do that. You're doing your thing, but Where do we come in? And not only where, where can we contribute? What do we have to do?
1: I feel as if, I don't think black women push black men away. At the end of the day, like, you can't keep someone who doesn't want to be kept. We're not about to... I feel as if black women are strong in a sense where, like, in most cases, we're not going to beg anyone to stay around. as if some black men are very, like, look, childlike... Try to play football wherever I go. Not thinking that like, man, I'm I'm really not capable to be mm-hmm. I would say I'm I'm not at that point of where I'm academically challenged because the system that we was brought up in, we we didn't have those study habits, we didn't have those type of things, you know. So you actually had to figure that out yourself. You had to learn it yourself as you was going through college. <clears throat> uh, so uh, with me choosing, you know, Stephen F. Austin at that point in time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just took your life to a whole new level, whole new meaning. Like, okay, I'm not only going to school, but I'm really feeling for myself for the rest of my life now. Uh, whatever I do now is gonna, you know, move forward, and this I'm gonna carry carry forward with the life. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Luckily, you know, yeah, when no, we going to SFA, me going SFA, I had uh, Gary come, mm-hmm. uh, uh, BJ from E Dallas. You know, uh, shit, we we already had a crew going to, going to you know college, and honestly, okay. shit, we was stuck all together the whole time while we was there. That's shit, that's huge. what we knew. Shit, even uh, Trey G was at SFA, like so. Uh, yeah, we five was at SFA, like. <laughs> So, it, it, FSFA was definitely, yeah, the, you know, the yeah, school at the yeah. time uh, to fall back on, even if you wasn't playing ball. Uh, even though I did walk on at the mm-hmm. school, unfortunately, uh, my asthma kicked my ass from yeah. doing that college conditioning. So, that-
0: I'm not any better than anybody else. Far from it. But I refuse to get fed the same shit because obviously it's not fucking working. And at some point. Somebody gotta get out of here. We all have a choice to keep believing this shit and ignore the shit that <clears throat> ignore the shit in the past like it never fucking happened. But we can't forget. And unless they get the motherfucking office, now like I said I don't know yet. But unless they get in the office, they got a lot of motherfucking cleaning up to do. And some tell me that they ain't gonna do it, <laughs> cause they already got your vote from you, nigga. They already got your goddamn vote, nigga. It's a wrap, huh? Y'all came out in roaring numbers. Droves and droves and droves of niggas went down and vote for Biden because hey man, we so tired of Trump and don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm tired of Trump, but Biden ain't no better in my opinion. Them two niggas are the same ones. This nigga ain't even gonna be able to live through a four year term. We still voting for all white men that live in a certain area where we wouldn't fuck with. You think all that shit is left? The fuck out of here? Yeah, they adapted. Cuz they had to. Not cuz they wanted to. But like I said, I understand, right? Because to to a lot of you, the reality is often disappointing. And unfortunately, nobody gives a fuck about the truth because the lie is way more entertaining. The lie is way more shiny to y'all niggas, man. It's flashy. It's flashy, man. The truth ain't flashy. The truth is dirty. You're going to have to search for the truth. you going to have to dig for the truth. It ain't just popping out the motherfucking... Ground, you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to plant it and water it and, you know, you might going have to dig for it. It's a fucking, it's like a goddamn hidden treasure. The truth, the truth is like a hidden treasure. Digging for it. Because one thing we know, that it's out there. But they're doing their best to cover it up. Cover it up over these years. Got you niggas out here voting for me. You ain't black if you don't vote, nigga. You ain't shit, nigga. Fuck you in your city, nigga. Flint, Michigan, still ain't got still the problem, still the same, huh? Chicago, problem still the same. And we had a president from the south side of Chicago. Philly, Baltimore, Dallas, Houston, Detroit, still the same. Oakland. L.A. But there's people out here who are putting their money where their mouth is. They're putting a foot in society's ass about us as black people. And they're putting the groundwork for us to evolve. And if we don't get behind these people as of now, bro, this shit is gonna get worse before it get better. And who knows how long that may be. Our world is changing. Don't you realise that? America ain't what it used to be anymore. We ain't the fucking best. We in a fucking dog fight with second and third world countries sometimes. Living conditions is horrible. In some of these places, some of these big cities where some of these people who run these cities, which a lot of them that run the big cities are Democrats. For how you feel about it, it's just a motherfucking truth. Look it up your goddamn self. I'm not gonna argue with you. But you're steady voting for these people. You're getting sold. Lesser the two evils. And you just say, well, alright. He's just... Well, I mean, he's all we got. Da, da, da. It's all we got. People that ain't got to fucking do this shit, like Ice Cube, went and got it with a few people and created some shit that we've never had before that the other races have always had an agenda for us. And when he met with Donald Trump to go and all this shit. You niggas call him Uncle Tom and all this other bullshit. You don't even, you, you haven't even taken your time to read out the contract. He, was, he wasn't, he was you don't give a fuck about, we don't give a fuck about no Donald Trump. Right? Right. Okay. Now that that's taken care of. But sometimes we, we have to talk with people we don't agree with. To let them know how the fuck we feel and how the fuck we coming. Look, I don't fuck with you. But you know what? I'm an adult. so let's sit down and talk and see the two ways this can go, this way or this way. Either way, you know how we're coming, and you know what we expect. You know what we're going to expect out of you if you want something from us. But all of us got to get along on that shit. And if not, how about we create our own party? Think about how it would be if we got votes from our own people, for our own party. sit so that we want it done. But maybe that's too far out of your mind. <laughs> maybe you enjoy uh, sucking donkey dick and, you know, getting fucked in the ass by elephant Trump. You know, you love your Democrats, you love your Re- Re- Republicans so motherfucking much. You love your political party so motherfucking much. You just can't. You just, oh, I'll never betray. What if you just. Sad shit, dog. And I hate to see it because I love my people. I was born to love my people. I grew up in the area. Well, my my area in South Dallas had culture in it. My mom was a very conscious person. So was my dad. So I grew up. Knowing what it means to be black. Loving being black. Celebrating being black. My birthday is on Juneteenth. God did that. So that's all I fucking know. But the one thing they always told me. Was to go. Seek. The truth. So before I went on my tangent. Like I said, I'm going to read you a quote from Booker T. Washington that explained their agenda. He wrote, There is another class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into the settled habit of advertising their wrongs, partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. trail pill podcast kidnap the truth hold it hostage rest in peace to our ancestors and everybody that we have ever loved that meant something to us rest in peace to people who died fighting this fight that we're still fighting that we will continue to fight this fight putting our toes on concrete Shit show. This is the Triple Pill Podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to support this podcast. You can go to www.patreon.com P A T R E O N dot com. Backslash. Trill Pill Podcast. If you like why I'm spitting here, shout out to people who have already joined the tribe of the Trill. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody who would not settle for what they sell us and instead go and seek the truth, dig it, and kidnap the truth. And shake that motherfucker down for everything they goddamn know. Knowledge may only be knowledge may be our only currency going forth. If they wiped everything clean from that ever happened beyond today, how much will your value be if the currency was knowledge? True appeal. love y'all. I'm out.